And a very good Friday morning, evening, afternoon, whatever the hell it is. Joe Beningo with you, the Oda Payne Podcast. It's Friday. It's October 27th. It's 2023. And the Joe Beningo Oda Payne Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. I need a discount tire. And, of course, by DraftKings. All right, Jet fans. So we're playing the Giants this week. All right? You know, and I've been telling the coach this all week, too. The pressure is on. There's a lot of pressure on the Jet fans in this game. Let's be honest. We got a lot of pressure. We got to live with the Giant fans, right? It's your next-door neighbor. It's your good friend. It's whatever it is. We got to live with them. And let's be honest with this, too. The Giant fans, for a team that's sitting there at 2-5, and five, that just beat the crummy Washington Commanders and did everything <laughs> they could to try to hand the game to them, not to mention the absolute hideous coaching by Washington's coach, Ron Rivera, they are an extremely cocky group. Let's be real. All of a sudden, the giant defense, you would think it's 1986. LT, Leonard Marshall, Harry Carson, Carl Banks, right? Jim Burt. You'd think they're all out there playing for the Giants this week, right? Because they sacked the crummy commanders, Sam Howell, six times or whatever they did in the win last week over Washington. It really is amazing. How are the Jets favored? The Jets are three-point favorites, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Everybody loves the Giants in this game. My buddy JJ picked the Giants. The bet, the beat writers for the Jets, who, as we know, hate the Jets. I don't care what they try to tell you. They can't stand them. They want to see them lose. They're picking the Giants, right? It's amazing. The cockiness from the Giant fans is unreal. We got to beat the crap out of this freaking team. You know what? We're better. Like I said, all of a sudden, their defense is the 86 Giants. And our defense is, you know, crap, right? Crap. All our defense has done is in the last, you know, uh, three games that we've played against some pretty good quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, maybe he's not the guy he used to be, but, you know, he's a, he's on, he's a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback, right? Patrick Mahomes, one of the greats of all time, all, only, all, all the Jets have done in those games is, you know, what, force nine turnovers, intercept them eight times, right? Isn't that what they've done? But, of course, you know, eh. The Jets, we're just crap on the floor when it comes to the Giants, right? I mean, that's it. We prefer, let's be honest. We play in their building, right? You could you could make it as green as you want on Jet game days. You could put up the Ring of Honor, all it is, the Jet logo at midfield. It's the Giants stadium. It still is. We play in their freaking stadium. We are second-class tenants to them, second-class citizens to them. You know, they're the haughty-torty, you know, lordly Giants, four-time Super Bowl winner, and we're the crummy, you know, crappy, brutal Jets, 54 years and counting without even a Super Bowl appearance. So this is a big game for the Jet fan. It really is. And I tried to emphasize this to my, my, my good friend, the head coach, Robert Sala, okay, how much we need to win this game. How big this game is. Sure, we only play him once every four years. But when you got to live with these people, and when you got to hear all the crap that they spew out there, yeah, we got to beat the crap out of this team. I mean, come on. And I don't care if it's Tyrod Taylor, Daniel Jones, Eli Manning, or Phil Sims. We got to go out there and beat them. I, 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 what else can I say? You know, you got guys ripping, ripping, uh, 
Uh, Zach Wilson, because during the bye week, he went apple picking with his girlfriend in Utah. I mean, so what? What does that mean? Does it mean something? Is he allowed to take a couple days off? What's he supposed to be doing? Well, he should be out at some strip club getting in trouble. I mean, is that what he should be doing? <laughs> I'm, I don't know. You know, there was a time when I didn't really mind the Giants too much. I mean, there was a time, right? You know, back in the old days, you know, back in the 80s and all, you know, I didn't mind them. Uh, you know, there was times I actually rooted for them. I wanted to see them win that Super Bowl once once we, we blew it in 86 to the Browns. But now, I can't stand them. No, their fans are all cocky, right? I don't care how bad they're. You know, they they act like they beat Buffalo. Let's not forget, they lost to the Bills, okay? They lost to the Bills. They should have won the game, but you know what? They didn't. And the last time I remember, I think we actually beat the Bills this year. Did we not? I'm not maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm delusional here. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I want this game bad as a Jet fan. I got to tell you. And every Jet fan out there should want it extremely bad. Is it the Patriots? No. Is it the Bills? No. Is it the Dolphins? No. But it's the freaking Giants. And even though we only play them once every four years, I want to stick it right up their ass. <laughs> no, I really do. How about this? This is an interesting little tidbit with the Giant Jet stuff. Now, they played 14 times in a regular season. The Giants have won eight out of the 14. The Jets have won the last two. Remember, they won in 2019. That was the game with Jamal Adams. Remember him? Took the ball away from Daniel Jones and took it in for a touchdown. The Jets won 34-27. We beat him in 2015. That was with Todd Bowles as the coach. Um, our last winning season, going 10-6. and six. Ryan Fitzpatrick to Brandon Marshall to send the game into overtime late in the fourth quarter. And then they won it with a field goal. I forget who our kicker was at that point. I don't even remember. I don't remember. We've had so many kickers. But wound up winning the game. In overtime. And, of course, the game before that in 2011 was the the uh, disaster, one of the worst losses in Jet history, the Victor Cruz game, as he is still running down the sideline past Kyle Wilson and, and Eric Smith and everybody else, running all the way to the Super Bowl. And ever since that game, we've been running all the way to the shithouse. <laughs> all right? So who'll ever forget that wonderful ditty? And think about this, too, Jet fans. Think about this. Do you realize the last, and I, only, I know we only play him once every four years, the last Jet coach to coach two games against the Giants was Joe Walton in the 80s. Are you serious? So every time we've played them since 1988, which of course was one of the best wins we ever had when Al Toon, and I'll, by the way, I'll be at the game Sunday. I will be there with my good buddy, the great Kenny Scarabaggio, who make, he, who, who says, Joe, can you please mention my name every time that you do a podcast or a show? <laughs> Kenny wants to make sure he gets as much publicity as possible. So I'm going So I'm going with my, my good buddy, the incomparable Kenny Scarabaggio, who they're already, already chiseling the statue to. I am going with Kenny <laughs> to the game on Sunday. And, but just think about that. So we have had a different coach for every Jet Giant game going all the way back to the 80s. But the Altoon game, Altoon, 1988, last game of the season. Giants need to win the game to get into playoffs, right? This is the Giants of Parcells and Sims and LT and Carl Banks and all of those guys, George Martin, that, that whole group, right? And Altoon over this nondescript defensive back Tom Flynn in the corner of the end zone from Ken O'Brien 
The Jets win the game 27-21 and basically knock the Giants out of the playoffs. Now, the Giants had another shot to make the playoffs. The 49ers that night played the Rams, if you remember this, and had the Niners won, the Giants would have made the playoffs, right? They would have eliminated the Rams. But what the Niners did, remember the Niners were already in the playoffs. So the Niners, and Phil Simms said this perfectly, laid down like dogs that night because they wanted no part of the Giants in the playoffs, and they basically let the Rams win the game. And then, of course, the uh, 49ers went on to win the Super Bowl that year, beating uh, Boomer Esiason and the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. So that was 1988, the great win with Altoon. I will be wearing the – any time we play the Giants, in honor of the giant of that win over the Giants in 88, I wear the Altoon jersey. So I just – let me throw that out there. But, yeah, so we're 6-8 and eight all time against them. We've won the last two. We got to win this one, though, because the Giant fan, I mean, they're so goddamn cocky. And let's be honest, Jeff, fans, we've won two in a row. We get the big win over over the Eagles. We beat Denver the week before that, you know, and we, we should be riding high right now. Now, the one negative is that we're coming off the bye. The Jets have lost their last seven games coming off the bye. So, look, you could say they're completely due to go out and win now. I mean, they are, no doubt. But we'll see. Everything points against us, and I like that, right? And all we're doing is just sitting, you know, keeping our mouth shut. I'm not sitting here saying we're going to kill the Giants or anything like that. And, you know, just going to sit back and enjoy, hopefully, a big win over them. But we need to win this game. We need to win this game. We do. Because us, because if we lose, all that momentum for beating the Eagles and winning two in a row goes right down the freaking tubes again as we go back to three and four and under 500. I mean, if we want to win this division, and to me, the division's in play. I mean, Miami's sitting there at five and two. You know, Buffalo won last night, beat Tampa, which you figured they would do, 24 to 18. But they're five and three. They only, you know, they were even with us in the loss column. And, of course, we beat them already once and got to play them in a few weeks. You know, we play the Giants, then we then we have that Monday night game against the Chargers, and then we go to Vegas to play the Raiders, and then we go to Buffalo after that. This is a big game for the Jets. This is a big game. They really need to stamp it with a win here over the over the two and five. Let's not forget two and five New York football Giants, who even with Tyrod Taylor, uh, it's not exactly an offensive juggernaut. All right? Yeah, they beat Washington last week. Last week, Remember, they didn't score in the second half of that game. One other thing I want to throw in there, probably, and, and, and most people don't, won't remember this because, you know, they're not an old man like me. Probably the most significant win the, Gi- the Jets have had over the Giants was actually in, a, in, in not even a regular season game. After the Jets had won the Super Bowl in January 1969, remember they played the Giants for the first time in a preseason exhibition game up in in uh, New Haven in the Yale Bowl, where the Giants played their home games for a while as they were transitioning from Yankee Stadium to the Meadowlands. And everybody was picking the Giants to win that game, all right? It was a fluke. The Jets beat the Colts in the Super Bowl. You know, the NFL is still better than the AFL and all of this, right? So there was a lot of pressure on the Jets to win that game. I mean, it really was. And they played it like it was a regular season game. The Giants were a decent team. You know, Fran Talkington was the quarterback then. You know, they had guys like Homer Jones, Tucker Fredrickson. I believe the Giants in 1968 went 7-7. Seven and seven. They were a 500 team. So they weren't great, but they weren't terrible. 
And everybody was picking the Giants to win that preseason game. This was a big deal. Big deal. And I'll never forget it. It wasn't even on TV. They didn't have it on TV here. I had to listen to that game on the radio. But they played it like it was a playoff game. And the Jets blew the Giants out. They beat them 37-14. Namath threw three touchdown passes in that game. A very nondescript defensive back by the name of Mike Battle, who was a rookie at that point out of USC, Remember, returned a punt for a touchdown in that game, and it was a famous. It was famous because he actually was hurdling one of the giant defenders on his way to the end zone. And that year would end, 1969 would end with the Jets losing the divisional playoff game to the eventual Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, 13-6 at Shea Stadium, a game that I was so fortunate to be at. And if you'll remember, the game ended with Mike Battle fumbling a punt at midfield and the Chiefs recovering to end that game. So Mike Battle's uh, moment of fame didn't last long, you know, just that punt return in the preseason game against the Giants. But that's probably the most significant win the Jets have ever had against the Giants, and it came in a game that didn't even count. But now this game counts, and they got to win this game. But really, man, I am sick and tired. You know, like I said, there was a time I really didn't mind the Giants that much. That all changed. When Evan and I, my my great the former partner, Evan Roberts, right, when we went to the first of the two giant Patriots Super Bowls in Phoenix, and I'll never forget, and Evan, you know, that, of course, was the undefeated Patriot team, and, you know, that giant team, you know, uh, that went, what they go, 10-6 and six that year, and, you know, started out 0-2 and then made the big run and made the playoffs and all of that, right? Beat the Cowboys in the divisional playoff game beat the Packers in that classic NFC title game in the deep freeze in Lambeau, which turned out to be Brett Favre's final game as a Packer. But anyway, beat it as it may. And I remember Evan saying he's rooting for the Giants in this game. And I'm saying to him, bro, let me explain something to you here. You're rooting for the Giants. We hate the Patriots, right? We hate them, right? Of course. But you know what? If the Patriots win, does it really matter to us? It's not like they're taking anything away from us now. The season's over. Who cares if they win? And if the Giants win, we got to fly back to New York from Phoenix and then immediately go do a show from the freaking Giant Parade. And then Evan started to understand. And then four years later, when the Giants again made the Super Bowl, and again we were out there for the Super Bowl against the Patriots in Indianapolis this time, right? He finally understood, especially after our good buddy Paul Dottino basically came into the booth and was just basically saying, this game's in the bag for the Giants. And, of course, the Giants did win. And we flew back. That's the time, Evan and I, we flew back on Boomer's private plane, right? And there was so much air traffic coming from Indianapolis back to Teterboro that we basically took us like three hours to fly from Indianapolis to to Jersey. But But I think Evan finally got it at that point because he realized, boy, If the Giants win, we got to go back and we got to be at another one of these goddamn parades that's not our team. And that's exactly what happened. (laughs) So ever since then, I have had really no love for the Giants. And I got to live with Giant fans being cocky. They're two and five and they're cocky. You know, I could understand if they were five and two, you know. I could understand if they were like the Eagles right now who are six and one. Oh, by the way, the Jets did beat the Eagles. When's the last time the Giants beat them? When was that? When was the last time the Giants were even close against the Eagles? Let me know when that was, okay? But anyway, be that as it may. It doesn't matter. The Giants, it's the Giants. They're two and five. They're a powerhouse. 
Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Come on, Tyrod Taylor, Saquon Barkley. They're trying to make a trade Barkley? Unbelievable. So I am ready for this game. I am pumped. I have begged Coach Sal. I've tried to explain to Coach Sal how important this game is to the Jet fan. You got to understand. I have I have emphasized this to the nth degree. There is a tremendous amount of pressure on us Jet fans for this game. Now I will be there Sunday with my buddy Kenny. We will be there amongst the enemy. <laughs> I'll be wearing my Altoon jersey, and we need to win this game. We need to win this game. We need to stick it to the Giant fans. We need to stick. In fact, if we win this game, the Giants will be two and six, and this season could be basically sayonara now. And how good would that be? So let's get out there. Let's get this win. We're the better team. Let's show it. All right? Let our defense show why we are the by far superior defense to the Giants. Like I said, I didn't see L- I don't see LT or Harry Carson or George Martin or Carl Banks or Leonard Marshall. I don't see them anywhere on this Giant team. You know, I don't see Pepper Johnson running around playing linebacker here. Let's win this game, okay? It's a big game. I'm feeling the pressure. Got to get it, all right? Coach, we got to get it. Zach, we got to get it. Quinnen, Quincy, Jermaine, Bryce, everybody. Brees, Garrett, we got to get this goddamn game. And how about this, too? What is this nonsense, all right? Now, Source Gardner and DJ Reed apparently both practiced in full this week. They've been practicing in full. But they're not yet cleared from this concussion protocol? What the hell is that all about? Source even said before the Eagle game that he felt good enough to play. So what is that? Why aren't they cleared? How could you practice and not be cleared? Well, there you go. My wife asking a very good question. How could you practice all week and not be cleared to play? And, and what I heard is they're not gonna, we're not going to know till game day. What is that? What is the league trying to make, the, trying to keep these guys out of the game? It makes me, of course, it makes you wonder. Look, between the crappy officiating, ask the Indianapolis Colts about the officiating uh, in the NFL last week when they were absolutely hosed by the officials in that loss that the, that, that the uh, wonderful officiating handed to the Cleveland Browns at the end of the game with two of the most brutal calls you can ever see that just screwed the Colts completely, okay? But how do I know? How do I know that they're not keeping guys out of games so they can, you know, make it better for the other team? Because all the money's coming in on the other team, and, you know, right? How do I know? I don't know that. I don't trust the NFL at all. If you think the officials are not making certain calls against certain teams, think again. Think back to the Jet Chief game. How about that? How'd the officiating go for us in that game? Think about this, okay? The last time that we, as Jets, got a got a roughing the passer call. It was December of 21. And we basically get one called against us every week. And you can bet there'll be a couple hideous calls that are going to go to Giants' way in this game as well. You know they will, of course. So I want this game bad. I really do. There's a lot of pressure on the Jet fans for this game. Go get it done, all right? Go beat a team that you're better than, all right? Let's be honest about it. And if they're going to make a big run to the playoffs or, dare I say, try to win this AFC East, you better beat the goddamn Giants on Sunday.
Beningo to Yoda Pain Podcast. Before I do my picks, let's get the sponsors in here. The Hackensack Brewing Company, you know the deal. <clears throat> we'll let you know when the next live podcast will be. Located 10 minutes off the George, George Washington Bridge, 30 seconds off Route 4 in Who Needs a House out in Hackensack? Is that all you get for your money? And if that's what you had in mind, if that's what you're all about, good luck moving up because I'm moving out. Sorry, everybody. The Hackensack Brewing, I didn't sing before, so I had to do it now. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday. In all due respect to Billy Joel. Sorry, Billy. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. Let's hope there's a big tombstone for the Giant fans after this game Sunday. Go see Mike Jones, TJ, Herb, Andre, the whole mishpuka over there. And we'll let you know when the next live podcast will be. By the way, when you're there, try my Oda Paint beer in the Jet Colors. I need a discount tire. Check them out. Go see my son, Johnny. Go see Ari's boss. Go see Rob. Everybody over there. You need work done on your car. You need you need tires. You need uh, your car inspected. Anything you need. Anita Discount Tire. Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. Tell them Joe B. sent you when you say hello to my son, Johnny. And, of course, DraftKings. It's week eight in the ever fast. But how about this? Week eight, the final weekend in October already. Can you believe that? Right? We're basically halfway through the NFL season already. It's really crazy. Um, check it out. You know what you got to do with DraftKings. Get in the NFL action week eight. You know how to do it. Download the app now. Use code Odepain to sign up. New customers can bet five bucks, take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings. Make sure, you've got, make sure you're betting on the Giants this week. The more on them, the better. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Odepain. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help's available for problems gambling. 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in our favorite country, uh, Canada, in Ontario. By the way, how about the Rangers winning three straight now on this uh, Western uh, Seattle and Western Canada trip? See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms of responsible gaming sources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Okay. I'm all juiced up here today. I really am. All right, let's do our picks. Terry, Terry's taking the week off. I gave her a week off. And she, you know, so uh, she'll be back next week to do a pick. She's, she's working hard to, you know, get, get brush up on all her NFL stuff. So we're giving her the week off as she's cracking up. All right. It is week eight in the NFL. I have been deliriously red hot. I went 3-0 and again last week. Uh, I am – let me just make sure I got all my numbers correctly. 3-0 and again last week. I'm 15-6 and for the year. I'm 13-2 and over the last five weeks. Oh, my God. I mean, I have been unconscious. I went 3-0 and again last week. I won with the Chiefs, laying five and a half against the Chargers. They beat them by two touchdowns, 31-17. I won with the Broncos, getting a point at home against Green Bay. They won the game 19-17. to 
And I won with the Eagles, who were laying two and a half against my favorite team, the Miami Dolphins, and they beat them by two touchdowns, 31 to 17. And I won with the knockout pool again, uh, the Seahawks beating the Cardinals 20 to 10. So I stay alive in the knockout pool. 3-0 and last week, 15-6 and for the year. Here we go for week eight. I'm taking the Colts, getting a point at home against the Saints. Both teams are three and four. I just think the Colts are better. I mean, the Saints, you know, Derek Carr's not having a very good year. Uh, Their offensive line has done a terrible job in New Orleans uh, protecting him. You know, I mean, he's gotten the crap beat out of him. I mean, every time I see the Saints, uh, it seems like I'm seeing, uh, you know, Derek Carr uh, get beat up. I mean, every time. They come off that loss last week. Uh, to the Jaguars on that Thursday night game, 31-24. And the Colts, we talked about this. The Colts got screwed last week by the officials losing, uh, what was the final score, 39-38 to the Browns at home. There was a big play in this game where the Colts had a strip sack of the kid Walker, who's playing for the injured Deshaun Watson, right? Strip sack, they recover the fumble, and they call illegal contact. A brutal call against Amari Cooper of Cleveland, of course, Giving the Colts, giving the Browns an automatic first down. Then on the next play, they call pass interference in the end zone against the uh, Colts on a ball that was totally uncatchable. <clears throat> <clears throat> Will Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar standing on top of each other could not have caught this ball. All right, <laughs> all right. And they called pass interference in the end zone. It took four plays, but on fourth down, the Browns finally scored the touchdown and won the game. What a hosing the Colts got. I love him here getting a point at home. And with Gardner Minshew playing, I like him even more because the kid Richardson is still out. Give me the Colts plus one at home against New Orleans. That's game one. Game two, I'm taking the Broncos getting seven against the Chiefs. Now, the game's in Denver. Remember, they played him a couple weeks ago on a Thursday night. Denver actually played him pretty tough. What was it, 17-9 was the final score? And I know the Chiefs are the best team in the league. They're 6-1. And the Chiefs have won, I think it's 15 or 16 in a row. It's similar to the Jets and the Patriots. Like 15 or 16 in a row that the Chiefs have beaten the Broncos. But I like Denver here. They're coming off a win over Green Bay last week. And I think they're going to play the Chiefs very tough here. I mean, I don't know if they're going to win this game. Probably not. But seven to me is a big number. And, you know, Chiefs come off a nice win right now. They're riding high. Travis Kelsey, you know, him and, him and uh, you know, all the canoodling. I'd use another word, but it's a family show with uh, Taylor Swift, right? Uh, the love fest between, you know, Kelsey and Taylor. By the way, you know, did you watch the game last week, the Chiefs and the, and the Chargers? Does anybody cover Travis Kelsey? I mean, the guy's only one of the great tight ends of all time. He's a first ballot shoe-in Hall of Famer. Did he ever cover him? I mean, this guy's open for all over the world. He caught 12 for, I think, 179 and a touchdown last week. You think somebody's covering Travis Kelsey? (laughs) And then I got to see Taylor Swift up in the booth with uh, Mahomes' wife doing the double double chest bump, you know? What are we doing here? (laughs) They got like a choreographed dance. Will she be in Denver? Maybe the altitude's a little too much for Taylor. I don't know. Give me the Broncos. At home, plus seven against the Chiefs. Game three, I'm going to the Monday night game. I like the Lions laying eight and a half against the Raiders in Detroit. Now, the Lions last week got absolutely hammered in Baltimore by the Ravens, 38 to six. You talk about a mail-in. They mailed it in. 
the Lions basically they might as well put an ad, put the put the check next to the Lions in the NFC North because they got the division one already. I mean, you know, I mean they're five and two. The next closest team is Minnesota at three and four. You know, I guess they're only a couple games behind them, but still, I mean the Lions are going to win that division, and I think Dan Campbell is going to have them ready to go Monday night against a very bad rated team. I guess Jimmy Garoppolo's playing. I guess if Brian Hoyer plays, forget it. If Brian Hoyer plays, there's no way the Raiders have a shot. Brian Hoyer may be the worst quarterback that ever put on a uniform in the NFL. <laughs> and I believe, because they lost again. Remember, they lost to the Bears last week with Hoyer at quarterback. I think Hoyer, I believe the number is he's lost 16 consecutive starts. Unbelievable. Give me the Lions to bounce back from that beatdown in Baltimore, lay an eight and a half to blow the Raiders out on Monday night. My knockout pick. I like the Lions in my knockout pick against the Raiders. Just to let you know, so far, I have used the Ravens, Bills, Chiefs, Niners, Dolphins, Rams, and Seahawks in the knockout pool. So give me the Lions in the knockout pool. So Beringo picks again. We're running out of time for week eight. The Colts plus one at home against the Saints. The Broncos plus seven at home against the Chiefs. The Lions laying eight and a half at home against the Raiders. The Lions in the knockout pool against the Raiders. The Joe Beningo pro football picks week eight in the NFL. All right, we're just about done here. Let's go, Jets. Win this freaking game Sunday, all right? Win this freaking game. Stick it to the Giants. Stick it to the Giant fans. Let's walk out of there. Kenny and I walk out of the of MetLife, really, Giant Stadium on Sunday with a big freaking smile on our face. Everybody have a great weekend. I'll be back for the podcast on Monday. This afternoon, 4 o'clock with Evan and Tiki. All the love.